Guitars, Cowboys, and Hillbilly Music Podcast. You're joined with Red Arnold and Jagger Pfeiffer. And this week, we got Mr. Gabe Simpson. How you doing today, Gabe? I'm doing right. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Uh, so, you are a former Oklahoma State University football player, correct? Yeah, I played from 2018 to 2022 was my last season. 2022? If you don't mind, do you mind moving that mic a little bit closer to you? Yep. Perfect, perfect. So, what what position did you play, and, yeah, what, we'll just start with there. Well, I originally came in as a safety, um, and then freshman year, I happened to make the basketball team, and they asked me to move to receiver after that. Nice. So, uh, how did you get involved with the basketball team from the football team? Um, there was actually a pretty good opportunity. Well, for me, there's a good opportunity, but a few players got into some trouble, so they got removed from the team. And so they had an open trial. So I went to the open trial and had a decent showing. So me and a few others made the team. I think they had four people make it on that from that trial. So what's that? Talk to us a little bit about what that kind of process is like trying out, like an open tryout versus, you know, some people that just get a scholarship or whatever. Tell us about how, like, that process. You talking about for the basketball? Either one. Yeah, both, actually. Um, I start with try, basketball. I had to try out. I was a preferred walk-on because I had a, I had the opportunity. I had a full academic through the Gates scholarship for football, so I had to try out. But basketball, it was one day they put posters around campus saying, hey, we're having a basketball tryout, whatever the date was. And huh. there was probably over 100 people that showed up. Wow. Everyone and they chose how many? I think it was four or five. Oh, wow. So what, what did they have you do during the tryout? Did they just have you, like, the good old drills or? Two-line layups. I think it was just to see if people could jump because that's all anyone tried to do is dunk. And then <laughs> a little three-on-three scrimmage on half court. That was about it. Really? Yeah. So just from, uh, I guess, it's probably coaches, and I'm sure they have, like, some talent evaluation they have for, like, they use probably for high school recruiting. Yeah. They just saw, like, the, the ability of everybody and then chose who they wanted out of the top 100, I guess. I'm sure they were – I mean, you got to find some people who can dribble and shoot clearly, but I'm sure they're trying to find some athletes because our main job was practicing for it. So they had enough to go back and forth with the starters at the time. So how uh, – did it help your case that you were already on the football team to get in there? It actually did because I didn't hear about it until I, the night before or the morning of. I can't remember clearly, but you're having to get a physical. You're having to get, like, all the stuff set up to try out, I luckily already had it in the NCAA thing, so I just had to be like, hey, I'm already in football, so they already had all my paperwork. Yeah, yeah. I get you. So um, I'm just going to go right into the right into the questions here. <laughs> so we, from the first episode, I've always said that one of my main goals was to get Mike Gundy on this podcast. Mike Gundy on the podcast. Can you, and you don't have to if you don't want to, but can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Coach Gundy? If you know, what, what maybe you think of him or – and then also, if you think it's possible for a podcast like us to have Mike Gundy on. Uh, Hard hitters right out of the <laughs> So, I'll answer the first one first. I think he's a good dude. Um, he kind of sits back and lets his position coaches do their job, so he's not, like, in our face as much. But he's a good dude. Reached out to me when I had COVID quite a bit. 
and told me to write me a letter of recommendation. So he's a good dude, good coach. And as far as getting him on the podcast, I bet if you reached out to him and he's open, he would definitely do it. I'm sure he's a pretty busy man, but I'm sure he'd find a way to do it if he could. I saw something yesterday. I think I saved it on my phone, but it's recording. Oh, I, I Did don't you think, see that? Yeah, I don't think it's a real quote. Oh, okay. There's no way it's a real quote. Can you can you try to find it? Because <laughs> yeah, that's just too good. That's all on Facebook. Because we've got everybody that comes on. We mentioned that we want to get Mike on the podcast, and we have a lot of there's a lot of mixed reviews about him, you know. And I don't know if anyone that we've talked to really has had any interaction with him. So I was just curious to see if you what you thought of him. But yeah, I saw him about probably most every day. Yeah. Uh, have you been keeping up with what's going on with OSU football and all the transfers? And Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, I still talk to most of them, so it's just I'm not sure what's going on with all the people leaving, but it was pretty sudden. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I was When we started this season, I was uh, – I think somebody else is trying to get in. Um, popular place. Yeah, Bad Brad's popular place. Um I really thought that they had a, a good opportunity to have, like, a great season this year, starting those first few games. Maybe it was just the opponents, because I, I don't know a ton about football. Yeah. But just the first um, few games, I was like, you know, there's some potential here. Did you find it, Mike? I, I can't find it. Um, yeah, I was pretty shocked. So, I actually had two years of eligibility left, but my degree was over some academic scholars up, so I was like, I was going to go ahead and try to pursue med school. But when I saw them start 5-0, and I was like, they are going to ball out this year. And then I'm not sure what happened. I mean, I'm not in the conversation of that anymore, but I really thought they were going to have national championship contender from the beginning of this year. That's what we were saying over here, too. And then everything went downhill after about halftime of the uh, – well, halftime of the TCU game. Well, going into double overtime – with TCU, who made the playoffs, is mm-hmm. so after that I was like, "Hey, we still got a shot." And then, yeah, yeah, it just kind of, kind of fell off there at the end. But I think, think there's a good chance for a, re- a rebuild. You think so? That's what I was going to ask him if he yeah. thinks there's yeah, what? if they have potential next year, coming off of everything that's happened. I mean, I haven't kept up with the por- with the uh, portal thing, but they said we're one of the most active portals in and out. Like, we had a really good in crowd too, mm-hmm. and the people still there. I, they definitely still got some dogs there. So we'll see. What about Spencer? Did you did you talk to Spencer much? Um, yeah, talked to. I mean, he's a quarterback and receivers, and then also he actually played pickup basketball, and so do I. So we'd always okay. be playing pickup together. So what kind of guy was he? He's a good dude. I mean, does his own thing with his group and and. Talk to football. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about him going to uh, Old Miss? So everyone talks about how it's a crowded quarterback room and are kind of dogging him for it. I mean, I will say the thing is if you do believe in yourself, you're not going to care about because in the NFL it's going to be the same thing. Every quarterback in the room is going to be right. a star quarterback. So mm-hmm. you believe you're going to make it to the NFL, you already show in star quarterback room. Yeah, that's I've, I haven't heard anyone say that. I've just heard people dogging on him yeah. for, for going. But yeah. as I probably have been. I am, sur- I am surprised. I don't know why he left. I don't know what happened all there. But 
if he is going to leave and everyone, everyone's dogging for picking Ole Miss. And I was like, if he believes in himself, I mean, it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I I just – I think it surprised everybody. What was the other one, left. Auburn? Uh, Auburn was the other yeah. one that he was considering, yeah. I heard, I heard Notre Dame thrown around in there a little bit too bad. Yeah. But I, I think it was a big surprise just to most of us because he spent his entire career here and seemed loyal and true. Uh, let me tell him the story. So we, I was at Eskimo Joe's. Um, so Johnny and I are roommates. Oh, uh, Williamson? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, we're at Eskimo Joe's, and I'm looking up at this TV, and uh, it's got a picture of Spencer Sanders on it, and it says loyal and true. And this is like two, three weeks after he entered the portal. Mm-hmm. And we go down into the shop, and they've got all the – they made some T-shirts, I guess. All his T-shirts – were on the clearance rack. They were like three bucks a piece. <laughs> I don't have a. What do you <laughs> What do you think about the uh, the quarterback room now at OSU? Because um, you've got Bowman coming in from uh, Michigan. You've got Rangel still. Zane Flores. Yeah, from Nebraska. Gundy still. Mm-hmm. What's your take on all that? That may be one of the only. Position rooms, I don't really – the only one I really know is Gunner. And I thought they would be – Garrett and him would be battling it out. I haven't seen enough of the, the – you said for Michigan? Yeah. Was yeah. he Al- a second starter? Uh, he, was, he was a backup to – I can't – I think he was the third string. Yeah, actually. third string, I think. Because he, uh, he, he was the third string quarterback there. But he played at Texas Tech for a long time. And – I think he also played somewhere in between Tech and uh, Michigan. This is fifth year, right? Yeah, this is like – I think it's in sixth year, actually. Yeah, he's – I don't know what the deal is on that, but I know he's had like a lot of years. I may have to be back on the podcast because I I don't know enough about these quarterbacks to make a comment on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what do you think of Gunner? You said you know Gunner. I was a good dude. I played in ping pong a lot, so I was pretty Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Now I wish we were doing this at the house. Yeah, exactly. So when we started the podcast, whenever we would have a guest on, I love ping pong. I got a ping pong table in the garage, so I'd always play the guests after. Yeah. Um, but to the Gunner thing, we got Gunner's phone number through some mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I reached out, wanted to get him on the podcast. And I've been ghosted for a couple months now from Gunner. <laughs> but so, so maybe, maybe I, if you I call him out on ping pong. Yeah. So yeah. Gunner, if you're if you're watching this, ping pong in the podcast. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, I even say, uh, Gabe Simpson told us that. Yeah. Just start name dropping good. Gabe. <laughs> just start dropping names. It's all. <laughs> that's the only way we can get anywhere. But yeah, that, that's pretty funny. <sighs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> um. <clears throat> what kind of uh, other? Are you into like golf? Anything like that? Other sports like that? Or well. Clearly, I can't. So, not having this organized football schedule my whole life feels pretty weird at first. So, I've gotten into jujitsu, Brazilian really? jujitsu. Okay. I was going to bring that up as well. I actually yeah. had karate on the list, but. This guy. Yeah, this so, not <laughs> it's not even close. Not the same. So, um, being uh, studying jujitsu, do you watch like a lot of UFC, stuff like that? I mostly. No, I mostly watch technique. Take, just. About, yeah, because it's. I never wrestled or had any type of like if you wrestle and you go into jiu-jitsu you already have like understanding how to grab people. Yeah. I never did that. I only did football, basketball, and baseball, so it's different. So I study about 
how to move my body correctly and stuff in it. Would you say uh, jujitsu is a lot harder or not as hard as the other sports that you've played, at least preparing for, I don't know, uh, they call it rolls, right? Whenever you yeah. are grappling. So I will say mentally it depends on the day of if it's hard or not. Because it's not like football where you could be having an off day and kind of you can lean on your buddy like you're, mm-hmm. you know, we're in the trenches together, so we're leaning on each other. It's you and another guy. Yeah. You're having a bad day. You're getting tapped out by <laughs> You're having a rough day. Yeah. So jujitsu is, I would say, much more intense than. Yeah. Not only different, but much more intense than karate, for example. Like, like so – I see, like, the – maybe not karate, but I see, like, the <laughs> – I don't know. Like, the taekwondo yeah, okay. competitions where yeah. they, like – they do strike each other, but then they stop after one. I just – I'm not sure I understand that because, like, jiu-jitsu, you could have me dead to rights, and I slip out next thing you know, I went yeah. not mm-hmm. – yeah, so. Yeah. Hmm. But as a – So what's the training like for that? I know it's got to be pretty intense. For – like I said, I never grappled, so yeah. – those for, I've been doing it for a couple of months, so I'm getting better at it. But those first few months, I was so sore in places I've never really used. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're using your legs to, like, hold on to people and all these funky positions. To, yeah, it is rough at first. Like, you're just. Yeah. So is there, like, a, I saw a picture of you. Is there, like, a, uh, I keep coming back to karate here, but you know how you get different belts? Yeah. Like, is there, like, a, a process so, like that similar? Or? Yeah, I'm a, so I'm now a two-stripe white belt. White is like, you know, new newbies. Okay. New guys. So I'm a two-stripe white. You get up to four stripes per color, and uh-huh. then there's blue, purple, brown, and black. Oh, okay. okay. So is there like, is it just when they think you're ready to move up? Yeah, or it's is all it... up to your professor. Oh, wow. Really? Because, like, they make jokes about it. Some people, they slow play it, so they're winning competitions. And they said some people go up way too fast because they're, so that professor, but yeah, it's completely up to your black belt. Because once, like, if he gave me a black belt today, I'd be a black belt under him. So if oh, I'm getting whooped by everyone, it makes him look bad. So do you, do you, um, like, compete with people in similar? My first one's gonna be in March. Okay. Really? Where where, where do they have these co- these competitions at? So there's two organizations. I'm still new to it, so I think it's IBJJF. And then there's another one. The one in Oklahoma City, I think, is the AGF, American Grappling Federation, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that's going to be my first tournament. And you can roll with any weight. So tournaments, it's like your weight class, but then you can do an absolute. It could be 250 versus the smallest weight class. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) – I'm pretty excited. It's a whole new world I've never been into. Yeah. Never been, a, yeah. never been able to wrestle because of basketball. So it's fun. Pretty fun. That, that, that is pretty awesome. So what else you got going on outside of uh, jiu-jitsu? I'm currently teaching at Piedmont um, for this year, maybe next year. I'm hoping to take the MCAT. So I was originally med school, high school, and I flipped to dental, thinking that was what I wanted to do. And as I started getting applying and I was getting towards you know really putting both feet through that door I was like I don't think I because what I want to be hopefully one day is like either a team doctor or either neuro one of those okay. two huh. uh, that's really cool. like, do you want to do like be a team 
position for like like a collegiate team or yeah that'd be NFL. if I go uh, like the orthopedic route and yeah that'd be that'd be the best thing staying around athletes yeah that makes sense do you, do you have a certain school or organization that you want to I mean do that? OSU if I, if I could I'd yeah. stay stay go folks all day. Speaking of pokes, back to back to, <laughs> back to the questions. Um, who's your favorite? Who are some of your favorite guys on the team? Like as far as just hanging out or as teammates, currently or like previously? Uh, Either, both. So, some of my best friends are like Gabe Lemons, Logan Carter. Lo- Logan's actually in the um, XFL currently. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, he's um he's currently trying to pursue football in the XFL. Buddy Gabe Lemons who transferred, Shepard, those were all my roommates. Then you got like Bryce Bayless. I was pretty close with a big group. But it was just like, you know, some of them were seniors, so like in right. and out, mm-hmm. new guys coming yeah. in. I mean, I love both, all the guys on the team. There wasn't really anyone I had hard you know, make it chippy. Yeah. Practice, yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So what was can you walk us through like a game day or just the whole, like, everything leading up to it from the, I mean, just. So, talking about, like, beginning of the week? Yeah. So, we have our, we'll say we just got done with the game. Sunday, we have our recovery run and lift and film. Monday, we have off. So, that's, like, our rest day. And then Tuesday, we go full pads. Wednesdays. And then when I first got here, it was still full pads, and then it kind of worked down to only upper half pads. Mm-hmm. So, like, we wouldn't have our girdle and stuff on. And then Thursday would be practice. Friday, there was a walkthrough. What time did those days start? Um, so, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we had a, you have three lift groups. Most of the time, I would try to lift in the first one, so 6.30. Was the first okay, grade. so you could pick your, your time? So the freshmen have to lift to that early one, and then after that you can kind of pick. Okay. You can pick down, yeah. not up. Like right. You can't go later, but you can go earlier than your time. Okay. And then you go to class, come back, film, then practice, and then team dinner every evening, which was optional, but of course we're going to take free food. Get to Friday, walkthroughs, and then if you're traveling, you go stay in the hotel. You wake up, meetings, film, and then you do the walk. After that, it's just everything they see on the field. <laughs> nice. Getting ready, you know. Yeah. Same old, put your headphones on, listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I came last year. I'm trying to think of what game it was. Johnny pointed you out to me down there. It was Kansas, maybe? Okay, homecoming? Yeah. Was it homecoming? Okay, yeah. Um, and then you, uh, you guys, your last bowl game would have been uh, – Fiesta Bowl? Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was like um, his brother was telling me, he's like, yeah, Gabe's getting a PS5 or something like that. There was something. Yeah, that was probably the best bowl gift. <laughs> yeah. That's that's when you still couldn't get a PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when they were like, because they, they were, we had quite a few meetings about you cannot sell these. <laughs> really? You're not allowed to sell bowl gifts. Huh. But they're like, you cannot sell these. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of meetings over that. That. That's pretty cool. So did the team dinners, does that take place in the stadium, or is that somewhere else? Or Yeah, so we have team dinner the night before, which is like we have to dress up for. But, yeah, every morning and evening we have uh, meals up in the stadium. Huh. 
They should have Bad Brad's cater one of those meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure they um, would. Have you ever been to Gundy's house? I have not, no. Okay. He lives just down the road from us. I think I think we're just going to have to sneak in there one day. It's kind of funny because Rhett has, but Gundy <laughs> doesn't know about it. <laughs> just uh, kidding, Mike. We did not sneak onto your property. Yeah, you're going you're to get a trespassing charge. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Johnny told me, actually, he went to Edmond or something yesterday for some wrestling stuff, and uh, he said he was trying to, like, spit out the window or something. He had his sunglasses on his head. They flew out. He said he just pulled in the next driveway that he saw. He wasn't paying attention. He got out, and when he got back in his truck, he looked up and realized he was in Gundy's (laughs) driveway. Wow. Yeah. So, So, go ahead. Over here trying to interrupt me. So you mentioned that you you have headphones in, like whenever you're warming up for games and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so what of, what kind of music are you interested in? Like what 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 are your like favorite genres? What are your favorite artists? Like what do you pre-game? Like? It's always just rock and rap. Nice. But Get I, pumped up. Yeah. But I like country. I like, I like pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Probably not like classical, but anything else probably. But I mean, there's a few classical I listen to just because for the famous ones. Yeah. So, so something to be thinking about. Um, every week we do a playlist with like our top five songs of the week and then our, our, our guest top five songs of the week also and we post on Spotify, Apple Music yeah. for any, anybody to be able to listen to so be thinking about your top five okay. and then at, at the end of the, the uh, podcast we'll get those from you Do you have any did any of the guys on the team ever go to Tumbleweed? Oh yeah, lots of them Really? I, Calf Rye? Yeah So I was there so my freshman year was like the last time you had the big tailgate, like the they had it in that field across the road from it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the till that kind of got shut down. Someone got hit in the eye with a beer can. Very <laughs> 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 funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're hoping to. I work out at Tumbleweed. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I did. Um, he's he's the country DJ. <laughs> he never came up with a a. Uh, DJ name. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, they made this. They made this graphic thing like to post, and he's like, "What's your DJ name?" He's like, "I don't know, just Rhett." I it guess it says Country DJ, and it says Rhett at the bottom of it. That's so lame. Anyway, we're um, hoping to. I think we could say this. We're hoping to announce Calf Fry, mm-hmm. the lineup, and we're trying to get permission to do that and everything on here. But um, who are some artists that would? Um, you know, that genre of music, like, that you would like to see or are just a fan of, anything like that? Oh, I mean, some of them probably wouldn't come back, but I was here. I love Coe, Zach Bryan, Reed Southall. I definitely want all of them. Yeah, those, I love that. So that's what I was going to ask you. For my five, is it, like, it depends totally if I'm working out or if I'm just sitting around. It's whatever your top five songs of the week are. Whatever you want. Whatever we want to put on okay. there. You can have... Because Zach Bryan is definitely going to be up there. Yeah. Zach <laughs> Bryan is a dude I want. I that, that's okay because he's often on mine too. Him and he always gives me crap for having Zach Bryan on there all the time. But, <laughs> I, have, um, I have lots of red dirt, so there's a lot of artists. It, and it, it doesn't even have to be red dirt. It can be whatever you want it to be. We, we just kind of do oh, this. I just refer him back to his calf ride. Uh, I have yeah. lots of red dirt people. I like yeah. to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jagger will sneak on some, like, rock every now and then or some kind of, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. Uh, like. I, I, I spice mine up. It's, it's whatever I'm listening to that week. And, yeah. So what did you enjoy more, basketball or football? If you could have just picked one. Throughout, now this is throughout high school, everything. 
just one throughout my whole career, like the only sport I could ever play. Like if you had to focus on one from middle school to college? Mm. Probably basketball because you can play that a lot longer. Like, you know, people yeah. play pickup basketball sometimes their whole lives compared yeah. to flag football leagues aren't too great once you get older. <laughs> you, you, want to, you want to tell them about our flag football team? <laughs> we, we, we played the intramural up here, and it, it was not good. We won the first game. They didn't. The other team didn't show up. <laughs> but we still won. Started yeah. at one and zero. Yeah, we sure did. I showed up, but then I just kind of realized I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna compare to any of these guys out there running. Yeah, so true. I just decided to be the GM. The GM. So you made the big decisions. I mean, we won the first game under my, under my watch. So. <laughs> Um, what's some advice you would give someone that's in high school wanting to, because we went to, we went to the same high school and it was a small, it's a small town, you know, it's not a, it's not a very common thing for someone to come out of a small, small area like that and be able to go and play at a D1. So what, what's some advice you would give to someone wanting to do that? So the thing I'll say is, there's more than you think, probably ability-wise, that Jay has. It's just them being seen. I mean that, but it's also them being kind of people afraid to venture out. Like even if you want to come back, just don't be afraid to leave. Yeah, I see people kind of they didn't even want to try. That's the big thing I see from there. But I mean, as long as you work hard, do right, make sure you get your film out there. I mean. Because if you don't get seen, you ain't going to get a chance. But, yeah, just don't be afraid to get out there. Like me, I kind of applied for that Bill – I said I got the Bill Gates mm-hmm. scholarship. I applied for that because my counselor told me I didn't think I'd get it. Next thing you know, I had a full ride anywhere in the U.S. that wasn't private. So so can you tell us a little bit about that? I don't know much about it really. So what so exactly does the Gates scholarship do? It's the Gates Foundation scholarship. It's um, for 300 minority students – like around the U.S., there over 32,000 applied whenever I applied. 300 were selected. and Over the entire United States? Yeah, there's like wow. six stages, five stages. Like you have essay, interview, all the, yeah, all that fun stuff. But yeah, 300 out of 30,000 got picked. Now, I just went to California this summer to talk to the, at the foundation scholarship. They're going to bump it up to 600, but they have like 50,000 applicants now. Wow. Wow, yeah, it's pretty, that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, so you can go anywhere with that. Anywhere public. Yeah. yeah. And so, what made you what made you choose OSU? Football. Football. No, I probably would end up in Hawaii. Really? really? I mean, why not? Four yeah. years in Hawaii. <laughs> go to college. He's got a good point. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. So, yeah. so were you able to like? Um, you said you didn't have to try out for the football team? No, it's preferred walk-on. Okay, so what does that mean exactly? Basically, you're just like the scholarship guys without the athletic money. So they had so they had already seen you and, and been like, yeah, we like would like to have him. Talk to me, recruit to me. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I had full, full academics. So, so did, you, did you come take a tour, I guess, of the facility and everything? Did oh, you yeah. do all that? Yeah, came. Just got on the field, you know, just like everything else. Just did casually. Just me and Britt Brit and Ryan. Really? Yeah. Did you know Brendan? Brendan was here for a semester. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you uh, 
Did you have any other offers from other schools? I mean, Tulsa talked to me and Carnet Word a little bit. Um, I had some other like Ivy Leagues. Ivy Leagues reaching out to me, but OSU was mine. And o- OU was talking to me about preferred walk-on too, but I was like, OSU gave it to me pretty quick, so I was like, they believe in me, so I'll give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know if Tell we Trace gonna... Ford that. Ah. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah. one of my, that's one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah, watch it, Jagger. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he, he was my neighbor. Like, we ended up being neighbors. Really? Too. Yeah. yeah I love cool. Trace. Well, tell him to come on the podcast, and we'll talk to him. <laughs> we'll, we'll hash this thing out. We'll get him back wearing orange. <laughs> so Might where, be a little late for that. <laughs> where did you um, – did you have to? Did you live in a house at one point, or did you live in? Um, you said one at one point so, you had like four roommates. <laughs> so I came in first semester or first year. I lived in the like I said the apartments. I lived with Brendan and two other J kids. Okay. Well, after the first semester, I was the only one left. So I got three <laughs> random roommates. Okay. They were cool guys. I was glad. I was I was really worried about that. But yeah, I got three random roommates. Next semester, I moved in with my he is my best friend. We became best friends because I was like. His name was Gabe. My name was Gabe. Oh, okay. Next thing you know, we were roommates. <laughs> huh. Yep. So, so you lived in the apartments the entire time? Uh, we lived in the athletic apartments, and then we moved to uh, Midtown by the Strip. Oh, yeah. And then we and I moved in a house with my wife. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day that was. Um, we had. I guess we we kind of sort of missed an opportunity to get. John Paul Richardson on the podcast because I, 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 I almost forgot to tell you, I also have a connection with John Paul Richardson that I didn't know until after the podcast the other day. Yeah, I discovered I had a friend that could have got him for yeah. us on the podcast, but this was after he leaves to TCU. But I guess he lived there too. They, this person lived there, and that's how they met. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's the ones right behind. Like, uh, there's like the Wendy's right over there by it, right? Yeah, um, it's literally like if you're on the strip, that's the big building you see right next okay. to Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So mid, did you? Midtown. So did you guys walk to the facility or did you drive? Um, it depend on the day. Most days I'd walk, but because you know how the parking is around yeah. the yeah. campus. Yeah. 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 So there's nowhere to park, so most time I actually bought a scooter, electric scooter. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> if that is one thing I'll say, freshman year, if you buy it. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bought it my junior year, and I, I still thought it was worth it because it was like 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. It was like 100 bucks. And I, I would have spent that on parking tickets, oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I, uh, so, what was your favorite thing about Oklahoma State besides like the athletics? Like, just about the school? I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just different. Like, everyone here is nice country people you know it felt more like where we're from mm-hmm. than when I was going to visit other places that were more these city people I don't know it was just felt more at home to me felt more home felt more homey yeah and I I completely agree with that it feels like a big small town like yeah. exactly what Stillwater yeah, seems like that's exactly right everybody's everybody's friendly like you said and yeah it just feels more like home and I like country music so Helped a lot. Tumbleweed's Perfect. pretty fun. Tumbleweed's great. <laughs> so, um, so the, we always hear about the cowboy culture. 
right? Yeah. With the team. Is the cowboy culture real? It's like anything else. It's like, just like the U.S. dollar, if you believe in it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Do you have, is there, overall, is it a good, I mean, a positive, usually, environment as far as, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's who you surround yourself by, but yeah. I yeah. Mean, everyone's, clearly everyone, like, everyone's goal once you hit college, football is, you're trying to make it to the next one. And that's kind of the same drive for us. You're trying to win, fight for your teammates, but you're also trying to make it to the next level. So that's that's what I liked is everyone's pushing each other. Like, the summer when we're running suicides, gut-checking each other, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Did you – yeah. Did you keep any of your? Did you keep any of your um, gear as far as like jerseys, helmet, anything like that? Yeah. So you when you keep? when you graduate, you can um, buy your helmets and jerseys. So I have all of them. Do, do they give them to you at, like at a discounted price? I'm sh- Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for how much how yeah. expensive those things are? Yeah. I, I would hope, but yeah, you never know. So <laughs> what was your? This might be a hard question because there's so many combinations, but what was your favorite uniform combination out of the, like, 30 combinations we've got going on? So I love the orange helmet with the black Cursed Cowboy. Like, that and the black helmet with the Cursed Cowboy, those are my, I would say probably blacked out. Maybe all black with the orange helmet with that. Yeah. Do you think they should just have, like, a few? do Do you think they have too many combinations? I don't think so. Sometimes, like, sometimes the players would be like, we want to wear this, and they're like, no, we already like, – they pick them beforehand. Like, I think they pick them kind of a few weeks in advance. I'm not sure how that works, but players are always like, can we wear all blackout? And they like, no, we already have it picked. <laughs> wow, so, so, you have a, so they have people that pick that. Yeah, I was going to ask that. So who actually picks – Oh, they have equipment managers who are in charge of all that. Really? So they just, like, get together they're in charge of, like, Yeah, they're in charge of all the – Combinations, make sure the equipment's working right. Like if it's a cold game, they're sitting there handing out thermal slip players. Yeah, they're there. Those guys are there a lot because they're also like helping them practice. They're dragging the bags, making sure like they have a script. They're making sure everything's set up, and then they're having to do laundry after. Yeah, they're there a lot. Hmm. They do get some cool gear. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty nice. I'd imagine <laughs> they need something there for they're doing all that. Yeah, they're there a lot. No joke. So, what are you teaching? You said you were teaching? Biology and zoology. Nice. And I will say, it's not going to, not my, I have a new respect for teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. It is, uh, yeah, I have some respect for them. So, did you go to school to be a teacher? But no. I, I heard, heard you, were, you were going to med school or wanted to go to school so I was applying to dental and I was like I don't I just didn't think my heart was in it so because my original plan was medical and I had everything planned out I had the DAT and I was like you know what I'm just so I took this year taught me and my wife both did and then she got into PA school so she's going to PA school starting this summer I'm going to take the MCAT this summer and apply next year for med school where do you where did you go when you got married Jamaica how was that it was amazing. It was like, it was just nice to actually get out of the country with our son. Yeah. I want to try out. My goal is to work doctor for a while, a bunch of rental properties, and then travel the world. Yeah. 
That was a good little yeah. pre-taste before I start all that. How did the How did Jamaica come up in the? Yeah, her parents got married there. Oh, okay. Okay. So it wasn't completely random. No, they they uh, that's where they got married too. It was Jamaica. Huh. Um. So what is your degree actually in? Chemistry. It's actually in chemistry. chemistry pre-med. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I I know. Uh, is that harder than regular chemistry? Like, what what other classes do you have to take on top? I mean, organic chemistry was one people hated. I I actually liked that one. It was the OCHEM one actually made a lot of sense. That was pretty rough for a lot of people though. Physical chemistry was pretty rough. I don't know if it's so much the content or just like it was pretty dry. Yeah. When you're in chemistry classes, five straight chemistry classes in one semester, it's a uh, it's not too exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty cool if you like actually think about it, but when you're taking those classes, you're like, God. <laughs> where were some That's of your right. Where were some of your classes at? What buildings? I mean, the physical science building mostly. During COVID, they opened up the stadium, some of those big rooms, and turned them into classrooms. Hmm. Yeah, that was pretty pretty weird setup. Whenever COVID happened, you'd have to be six feet apart from each student, so the classes were. <laughs> This lady keeps pulling on the door. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Welcome to Bad Brad's Whiskey of the Week. What do you got for us this week, Vern? Man, we're going to go with one of my favorites. And it's a whiskey with a lot of history. Uh, something, you know, I like. Uh, the old Forrester Prohibition style 1920. It's going to be 115 proof bourbon. Um, so in 1920, the, uh, I believe it was the Homestead Act, brought in Prohibition. And there were six distilleries that were granted the rights to make medicinal whiskey. Mm -hmm. Old Forster was one of those. It had to be distilled to 100 proof. So once it was aged, it was about 115 proof. So this is their ode to that. If you want to grab me those two. We, uh, I put them on our flight boards that we have. We just got in this week. Uh, they're really, really nice, those flight boards are. So uh, yeah, they're pretty nice. I, this I do is, like the way it looks. This is a really big, deep, bold-bodied whiskey, full-bodied. It, it, it's in your face. This is not one that you go and start drinking if if you've never drank whiskey. This is this is not the first one you drink. You build up to something like this so you can really enjoy it. And this is not one we mix with Coke or anything. <laughs> said it's i really like really i'm a big fan of the whole old forester series mm -hmm. they released a uh, single barrel last year and i think it was oklahoma edition had a blue label and it came in really hot at 128 and a half proof i think it did not drink like that really like, it was so smooth really it was it was it was the most underrated whiskey last year, I think, because nobody was chasing it. You know, I'm in mean, all the groups and stuff. Nobody was chasing that whiskey. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, that most under, underrated new whiskey last year was the single barrel that Old Forest released. Um, they do a birthday bourbon, too, that I would love to get a hold of. Really? It's, it's always pretty cool. Uh, I, I've yet to get to try it, but it's, it's got a pretty cool story, too. We can talk about that one day. What do you think about it, Jagger? I really do enjoy it. Earlier, I tried it. It was just straight. I I, I put so I, I tried it neat earlier, and I and it was it was pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> whenever I, I tried it. This and, is going to uh, be a hotter, fuller-bodied whiskey for sure. Yes, and uh, just for my taste, I, I, I 
put a few uh, cubes of ice in it, and that's the way I do mine a lot of times too. We're gonna it's have to really smooth. My mic's drinking, guys. It's had more whiskey than I have. <laughs> You're Hold good. Maybe, maybe we can fix it here in a minute. Well, <laughs> don't worry, guys. We're live on Facebook. No worries. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll handle we'll, it. I we'll bet I can hold it right here. It's not a problem. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, with the with the few cubes of ice for at least my, my taste, and I mean, I'm still. I'll put mine on a rock. I'm, you know, I'm still a new whiskey drinker. So, I've been drinking whiskey a long time, and like I said, I still put mine on. <laughs> I don't care what people think. Whiskey's meant to be enjoyed, however you like to drink your whiskey, guys. Yes, and uh, speaking of that, um, I watched um, a documentary you mentioned two weeks ago. Neat. Yes. On Hulu. Fantastic documentary. Right. It was really, really interesting. It broke down like basically from ground to glass. Everything. Yep. Of how they produce whiskey. Who's the actor that's in there? Uh, the guy that's just sitting there kind yes, of narrating. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I cannot think of his name. I can't either. He plays in Comanche Moon, which is like the second installation of Lonesome Dove. Mm-hmm. It's probably the second best Augustus McCrae behind Robert Duvall. Like, does a great job on it. That's awesome. But, yeah, he, he's really good in it. Uh, there's there's a lot of really great information in that. Yeah, the, sure. it was it was really interesting just about like the entire history of like like why it's called bourbon. Exactly. Why why it is well, what you explained last week, what bottle and bond is, yep. and it, just everything from start to finish. It's super interesting doc, doc, documentary. Like. It, it really is. It's really informative. Yes, it is. Uh, man, you're gonna have to come in Wednesday. Yingling will be here on tap. Ooh. We'll be here Wednesday. I've been guaranteed for what that's worth. <laughs> so, how hard? I've heard it's hard to get Yingling west of the Mississippi. How hard well, is the, it to get Yingling? It's been illegal until February. February? Of this year, yeah. It's, so, anything that about, has been about in this. five days ago? <laughs> yeah, anything that's been in the state before then has been bootlegged. Hmm. So, yeah, that still happens. But it's a distribution thing. Yeah. They just had to get lined out who was going to distribute it, mm-hmm. who had the rights to it. Which is just a bidding war. Yeah. I mean, those are back alley deals sometimes. I mean, they're all legal, but it's there's a lot that goes on there. Uh, but it will be available all throughout Oklahoma. And there's some places in the city that are getting it tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then we're getting it on Wednesday. Perfect. So we'll be lo- looking forward to that. Uh, they have a, a Hershey milk. I think it's, a, it's either a porter or a stout. And I'm really not big on dark, heavy beers like mm-hmm. that. That thing is delicious. We're gonna have to wait till the fall to try it though, because yeah. it's a seasonal. Dang. But we'll have we'll have several different Yinglings in Wednesday. Uh, but on tap will be the Yingling Lager. It's the oldest brewery in America. Wow, it's pretty neat. Where, where are they stationed out of? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I can't remember where in Pennsylvania, but yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Brett, what do you get bit up to, man? He's so I. <clears throat> I, I did a little homework that you assigned to me. Good. I went and watched the uh, Dean Dillon story. Yeah. It was fantastic. Right. It really was. It was really good. Freaking that was, awesome. I was just scrolling through Amazon. It was like 2 in the morning. I was like, oh, I know what I need to watch. And I watched it, and it was really good. Yes. And now I've been listening to all those songs that they <laughs> you're like, crap, I didn't know he wrote that. What, was, what I thought was weird was they didn't really talk about Tennessee whiskey much. 
No, the, because it was really it, focused more on. That song kind of speaks for itself, though. Like I said, it, it, three different people have just completely owned that song mm-hmm. and made a career off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing. But it's so underrated, everything he wrote. Like, when you look at that list. Yeah, it was it was really good. I was really yeah. shocked at how good it was. Yeah. It was it kept me yeah. like the out the eighty minutes it was or whatever yeah. it went by like that. Yeah. yeah, it was nuts. It was so cool that when I got to watch it, he was in Paris, Texas, two weeks later, and we went down there for twenty five bucks a person mm-hmm. and got to see him and Ray Shahan. That, that was now I you know when, when you were awesome. telling the story, it sounded neat. But now yeah. that I like have the little bit backstory and stuff it's like yeah and he's just as real and genuine he's just a guy that yeah. likes to you know hang out and play guitar and used to like to do a little rowdier stuff <laughs> yeah he, he and that even comes across in the doc, documentary yeah too. It's for pretty, sure it's pretty interesting what was your favorite part about the neat documentary so there was it was one of the like first lines in the documentary but they're sitting around and they're like whiskey's supposed to be enjoyed with or an, an older an aged whiskey is only supposed to be enjoyed with friends whenever you don't have anywhere to go exactly and i thought like, that's that's perfect that, right. I, I heard you mention that the other day too but even like then it was like sit back awesome. enjoy it have some fun yeah. make memories man that's the best thing about a bottle of whiskey is making good memories mm-hmm. with it what, what was your favorite part about well, like that that line really stuck with me when he was talking about his dad and his brother and he's mm-hmm. you know about that bottle of pappy and he's yeah. like you know he was going to cork it and that changed his whole outlook on whiskey and it you know it changed mine a little bit it's like mm-hmm. hey we've i've had plenty of good times with with and without whiskey obviously but like when you're drinking a good bottle of whiskey with good people and having a good time it's pretty dadgum hard to beat yep exactly Especially if you can sit around a fire or on the front porch and just hang out and enjoy it. Yeah. I was going to watch the neat <clears throat> documentary right after that one because I was on a roll then. Yeah. But I looked it up on Amazon and it wasn't, you had to pay for it. So I was trying to figure out where it was, but you just said Hulu. Yeah, so it's on Hulu. I'll have to look. Yeah, I'll I watch that this week. I watched Next week, I'll be able to talk about that. One. <laughs> it was good, man. It yeah, was really it, good. It, it, it's a really interesting documentary. So uh, a local lady made our flight board sound a little. And those are going to be available for retail. Um, I think they're going to retail for like 60. You can get those here in at Bad Brad's. Nice. Uh, we've been, they just started, I got them in Friday, and we've already been using the crap out of them for flights. So what we're doing, instead of doing a set flight of whiskey, mm-hmm. pick any three that we have out of the 170 plus whiskeys. Mm-hmm. And all of our prices are for two ounce pours. We'll do one ounce pours in these. So we're just going to make it really simple, guys. We're going to Whatever the two-ounce cost is, we're going to cut it in half, pour you an ounce of each, and try it out. Uh, Booker's has been really popular, though. I think I've sold three different Booker flights in between Friday night and Saturday. We sold three different Booker flights. Wow. So to completely different people. Yeah. That, that's pretty So awesome. they're, they're already getting used pretty hard here. Yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah, buddy. So I was looking at some stuff about the – when I was looking for the neat documentary, all this, and I saw that – um, everywhere shots are a little different. Like some are an ounce and a half, some are two ounces. Yeah, it's just so, a preference. Okay, and, but here, here we do. So uh, how we do that? <coughs> excuse me. 
if you get a poor need or if you get a mixed drink and it's a single, it's two ounce pour. Um, I priced my whiskey, there's about 25 ounces in a 750, so there's 12 pours roughly plus an ounce. And what we end up doing is we just keep that at, the cheapest I can sell it and still make money, uh, like our Blantons, for example, I know there's a place in town selling it between 30 and $35 a pour, and they're ounce and a half pours, and we sell it 15 for two ounces, and I'm not losing money on that at all. Like, that, it's not a, that pour, I believe, Old Forester is going to be 16 to $18, somewhere around in there for two ounces. I'm not losing money on that, and there's there's people that are going to charge really high for it. There's a place in town that charges 35 for a poor Weller 12, and I charge 10 bucks for Weller 12, and then, like I said, it's, we're not losing money on it. I just, I want people to be able to enjoy the whiskey, you know, and be able to afford it and not say, oh, man, I'm, you know, this whiskey that I barely had, I'm going to have to spend half my paycheck for, or, right. you know, I make 10 bucks an hour, I'm going to have to spend four hours worth of labor on that whiskey. Unless it's really expensive, you're not going to have to do that here. Right. You know, you're going to get it at a fair, as fair a price as I can offer it. Awesome. Well, Yingling coming Wednesday. Yep. Old Forester Whiskey of the Week. Absolutely. 16 ounce of pour, and you can even get a flight. Yep, we can do a flight. I've got several Old Foresters, so we can do a full Old Forester flight. I've got, I think, four or five different. I know I have. No, I have at least four different Old Foresters in at the moment. I might have five. And from their baseline whiskey all the way up to the 1920, it's good whiskey throughout. They've, they're one of the more solid lineups in the business, I think. Yeah. Uh, Cornhole Monday, um, we just had to clean the room out. We rented it out twice last week. Uh, we've been doing a lot of catering in that room, a lot of rent outs. So that's been going well. Um, what do we got? What do we got next week? Who do we play uh, next sorry. week, Saturday? Basketball. We play basketball. Uh, I do not know. The TCU game was awesome no yesterday. Yeah. I know that. Um, who, who do you have playing Friday night? Friday night. We did Lemon Barnett this weekend. Dylan Moss. Dylan Moss. Ooh. Local boy. Dylan Moss yep. of the Johnny Thomas Band. Yep. I believe y'all have interviewed him. Yes, we have. That yep. sorry dog got to spend some time in warm, warmer weather down there in Key West. Yeah, he did. <laughs> At mile zero. Yeah. And uh, they just got done playing Battle of the Bands last night. How did they do? I didn't get to see it. <laughs> they did not come Really? Yeah. Iowa was, State next Saturday. Iowa State. State. That'll be a great game. What time is that? 5 p.m. Nice. Nice. We'll get a before and an after crowd. That's what we did this past week weekend, Saturday. We got a before crowd. We were busy. We got an after crowd, and we were slammed afterwards. That's what happens when you win in Gallagher, Iowa. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, the uh, we'll, we'll have to get out here Friday and maybe yeah. uh, talk to um, – Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, we definitely need to come out here. Absolutely. Right? We can set up over in the other room if we need to just – you know, help out on the acoustics or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Get it figured out. Well, guys, if y'all don't have anything else for me, uh, I've been coyote hunting today, and I'm going to go out and go do some more coyote hunting before dark. <laughs> go right <laughs> so ahead. Y'all have fun, guys. We'll hey. see y'all. All right, thank yeah, we'll you. We'll see you. See, Jagger and I are distantly related. But I'm sure everyone so, believes that from how close we look alike. Yeah, we do look so <laughs> similar. So. so, in a way, we're all three distantly related. I guess you could say that. <laughs> but that's what you hear about most of that area up there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, do you have uh, some music for us? Oh. Yeah. For, are, you a, are you a Spotify or an Apple Music guy? I'm an Apple Music guy. There we go. That might be the first one we've Gosh. had. 
it's already set up for the phone. It's just yeah, it's easy. just works, it just works better. I didn't know I was supposed to be like thinking of songs just off of my head. So what I usually do, I just go to my recently added, and I'll start throwing songs on from that. Let's see here. Where's it at? Playlist, playlist. By the way, you can find this uh, playlist anywhere you can find the podcast as well, at, at least on Apple Music and Spotify, under GC and HM Weekly Playlist. Okay, I'm ready. Whoever wants to go first. We have Mr. Gabe here go first. I was hoping to go last. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I, we, I'll go first. Go. I'll go first. Let's see. Ignore that text, Jagger. That's just for my future okay. reference. All right. I'm just going to go um, since, unfortunately, the Johnny Thomas Band did not win Battle of the Bands last night. But they did um, release their new song, Took yes. My Fire, which we had on the podcast earlier. Um, so you guys already know the as song. As an exclusive song, pre-release. The exclusive release for the Johnny Thomas. We're going to throw that one on there. Um, then I'm going to throw on two uh, Steelwood songs. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> this song has been on the playlist. Not, no, I'm not, I'm uh, not going to put this one on. Oh, wow. I'm going to okay. put... Jagger thought I was going to put Better in the Fall on. I'm going to put on Straw in the Wind and Let the Rain Come Down. Then I'm going to throw on a George Strait song for you, Jagger, just for you. If you ain't loving, you ain't living. Throwing that one on. And for the fifth and final one, today I've started loving you again, Merle Haggard. Been listening to that recently. So there's my uh, five. Okay. If you ain't loving, you ain't living. And then what's after that? Uh, today I've started loving you again, Merle Haggard. Okay, gotcha. Would you like me, me to go next? You go last? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. First one has been my favorite song of this week by far. Annabelle by 49 Winchester. I just love that song. Have you heard that? No. You will this week. (laughs) (laughs) I always listen to the um, playlist throughout the week while I'm doing homework or whatever. so, So I'll be hearing that later in the week we also need to talk about hardy again because i got some people reaching out to me about how harsh i was on this album <laughs> okay so number two is a band that is going to be playing here at the tumbleweed uh i think in a month or two uh treaty oak revival it's missed call can we just go ahead and say that we're going to have them on the podcast <laughs> i hope who <laughs> treaty oak revival treaty oak revival um, I seriously hope Trudy Oak, if you hear this, please come on our podcast. I think we, I think Just we check will. Check your email. You get, you, you'll see an email from me. I think we will, Jagger. I, I, I believe in it, dude. I believe in it. Uh, let me go down here. I have some marked that I needed to put on here. Um, here's a, an awesome one. Uh, it's called. <laughs> in I know you won't. You're gonna give me a weird look when I say it. It's called Frogman by Whiskey Myers. Okay. Have you heard that? No. That's Halen. It's a good song. It's about a Navy Seals. That's why it's called Frogman. Okay. You just what he read. 
And then, last one, I'm going to go... That's when I'm start calling you Frogman. <laughs> Please do. Oh, DJ name. Frogman. DJ Frogman. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, classic. 303 by Red Shahan. What is it? 303. Oh. I know you've heard that one. I know you've heard it. I don't know if I have. I will this week, I guarantee though. you've played it. Yeah, probably so. That's my five, I think. Now you got one more. Oh, I got one more? Uh-huh. Tag, um, let me, uh, let's go, I wasn't even expecting this. Um, let's go with a Shane Smith song. Okay. Shane Smith and the Saints. And I'm going to go uh, Dance the Night Away by Shane Smith and the Saints. That's one you should play. That's a tumbleweed right there. That's a that's a great two steps. Oh, right we there. play it. Yeah. He's like, gosh, I gotta hear this again. My turn, right? <laughs> yeah. Kay. All you. So first, no pressure. We're gonna go the Pretender by Foo Fighters. That's a good song. Who else was putting Who was putting Foo Fighters on the other day? We've had someone else put put them Is on. Matt. Maybe it'd been Matt. I'm yeah. A, I'm gonna be, be a little bit all over the place. Intro Perfect. by Meek Mill. Okay. Because I I don't know if we're talking about my. Work Everything. There's the workout it, music, Gabe. Anything you want, man. Casual. Anything you want. And then let me find another one. Cole by Tyler Childers. Oh, that's a good one. That's a deep cut right there. Jagger's a quite the Tyler Childers enthusiast. So, so the words are a little rough in this one, but the beat is awesome if you're listening. Powered by MDG. Okay. And then Got it. And then I gotta get my my good old dude Zach Bryan from Uliga, who Jay plays. So I know where Uliga has been there many times for sports. And then which one of his do I want? Let's do Oklahoma Smoke Show, just cause Oklahoma baby. All right, perfect. You want to see the list? Yeah, Jagger. We got behind. So that's gonna be a little bit. All over the place on that. Those five. That might be the most variety we've had. Yeah, in that's, that, but that's honestly that's, good. What, that's a good thing. Let's see. Yeah, there they are. Got it. Oh, I didn't put Dawn's on there. I was gonna put Dawn's, the new Zach Bryan song. Yeah, I almost put that one. Yeah, it's I haven't good. listened to it it's yet. It's pretty good. I, I, I like it. I forgot what it was. I haven't listened to it. I think is that once. the one with the like orchestra and stuff, or is that something different? No, it doesn't have orchestra. Okay, are you a Hardy fan? Before we few, okay. What about the new album specifically? You heard any when of did it? it drop? Probably haven't heard of them. Not that long ago. Yeah, week and a half, two weeks. I haven't heard, heard of them. Okay. So last week I was um, <laughs> talking some disapproval about the new album. He was trashing. Them. I had a few people reach out and they were like, uh, "You got to give it a shot." So I'm here to apologize. No, not apologizing. Still, I still hate it. Okay. I listened to a couple more songs, and it's even worse than I thought it was originally. So that's that's my take on that. I love the flip there. You're like, I'm, I'm here. Cause yeah, I, actually, I, I no, don't know I if I can it. get my, some of the songs. I'm just like, what? It, then, it, there's a few that I'm like. It's like country, okay. and then halfway through it switches to like heavy metal. Like right in the, it, it's, it's very unpleasant. Yeah. No. yeah, I don't enjoy it either. Well, isn't that what Co Wetzel pretty much is? Country and rock? 
Uh, it's this not, is, it's not, it's this not is like, like oh, head it's, metal. It's the new one. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. like, uh, like actual, like screamo. Yeah. Here, let me just, it's still here from last yeah. week. Let me just, yeah, I'm sure. Wait, I, have I y'all heard the, so who was it? Co Wetzel just made a song with, uh, what rapper is that? Kodak Black. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't heard it, but I saw it. You know, I was listening to that as like, this is going to be horrible. And I don't think it's that bad. I need to re-listen I, to it. I don't know that I've listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it either. It's I, actually I was, better than I thought it would be. I was be. actually kind of afraid I was going to listen to it and then lose respect for Co Wessel. So that's why I was I, w- I was very worried about that too. But I, I, <laughs> so here's the... Halfway listening to it, but I need to re- I think it's not that bad. So here's the... I'm also just not a big fan of pop country that much. I'm not either. Wait. <laughs> that's that's why I was disapproving of the new album. So that <laughs> is uh, that might be the embodiment embodiment <laughs> of a stretch. Yeah, that's uh, he's just kind of reaching. Heavy metal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. How do you feel about Ian Munzik? I don't know if I've heard him. Really? Really. Uh, what's the... You might be putting me on this guy. Um, uh, Horses Are Faster. Oh, I do. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Horses I, Are Faster. I love that song. Main song. He's coming to Tumbleweed in March, I think. Yeah. You, you need to get You're going to score me some tickets? Maybe. Maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> get up here and play a round of golf with us or something. And play some... Have you, you ever played golf? It. Yeah, I'm... I'm not bad. My short game's actually decent. Okay. But I have to, so I can drive pretty well. But my club is about pointing straight at the ball because I have such a bad slice from baseball. Okay. Yeah. So I cr- I just turn the glove to correct it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of. That's what I do. That's I think that's the worst thing you can do. But that's what <laughs> I have yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like I'm sure people are cringing because. I do the same thing. <laughs> but, but I hit it straight. Do you play often or? No. No. I go I go jujitsu every evening and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's an expensive hobby. Golf is. Yeah. I really enjoy doing it, but it's I need to find some like used clubs because I don't need to buy new ones. I'm not good enough to buy new ones. That's what I said. And then <laughs> you bought some new, new clubs and it didn't help my game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. exactly. I need to have something already broken. <laughs> yeah, we um Kobe uh, six killer and I went over to Golf USA one time, and he's always been a title. I don't know if I told you the story or not, but he's always been a Titleist fan. And we were in there, and he was yeah, going to get fit for a set of clubs. And uh, it's just such a popular place. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Breaking that door. Um, went over there to get a club fitting, and he, so he's trying all these like Titleist irons, you know, telling the guy this is kind of what he wants, and. <laughs> They bring up this Callaway set of irons, and they're like, why don't you try these? And Kobe turned around, looked at me. I could just tell. He's like, please, don't let it be these. Don't let these be the clubs. <laughs> and he hits them, and the guy's like, yeah, that's exactly what you need right there. <laughs> Left that day with a Callaway set of Callaway clubs. <laughs> he said he played with um, Bryson DeChambeau's cousin the other day. Did I tell you yeah, that? Yeah, he did tell me that. I think that's crazy. So... One of my best friends that I met at Oklahoma State through Garrett Sweeney from Jay. Uh-huh. His name's Mike. Well, his now fiance's. Okay, it's like a, 
It's, it's her fiance's uncle. His fiance's uncle. Plays with Toby Keith, like, all the time. That's Shangri-La. Really? That Grove. <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to say, uh, he said it was, uh, his name was going to be Victor, and you were like, oh, it's Victor Hovland. <laughs> I, I was thinking Taylor Gooch, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't have anything else. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, thank you for having me on. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank it's you so been much. a few weeks trying to make all this happen, but yeah. glad we finally got it happening. Yeah. So, well, thank you for coming on. Rhett, you want to cue us out real quick? Let's do it.